0: Hey, one more thing before you go. Listen, this is a Wayback Wednesday. We like to revisit some of our favorite episodes of the last 260 to kind of give you a refresher with what we have available and some great conversations that we've had in the past that need to be shared again. So please stay tuned. In this episode, we're going to talk about angels And a very special individual that has communication with them and receives messages that he passes on to those that are in need of them. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Uh, It originally aired last April, 2022, and I think you're going to enjoy it. What's it like to channel angels? How does it feel to reach a higher consciousness and touch the universe? What do you do when you have a spiritual being tell you that the new earth is coming? you keep it to yourself, or do you share it with the world? Stay tuned. We will answer all of those questions when we talk to an angel channeler. I'm your host, Michael Hirsch, and this is One More Thing Before You Go. My guest in this episode is Seth Dietland. He's a certified hypnotherapist and a stream of conscious channel who works with the angelic realm. His communication with the angels centers around the subject of the conscious shift that we are all all experiencing that will bring in the new earth and how to create miracles through accessing our higher conscious states personally and globally. Seth teaches intuitive development through his angels in a tarot masterclass He does personal intuitive readings and hypnotherapy, and does breakthrough coaching through the miracle method protocol that he developed. He's also the author of The Ascension with the Angels Tarot and the host of two podcasts, Talk to My Angels and Earth Angels International. His organization, Earth Angels International, unites and gives a voice to others who wish to raise consciousness at this important time in human history.
1: Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for having me. I, this is
0: an outstanding opportunity. I think that we can inspire some people, we can motivate people, we can educate people as to what exists out there that uh, they may not always be listening to or watching for.
1: And truthfully, before it intersects our lives, we're not looking for it, watching for it, or have any context for it either. But boy, when it comes in, it lands, doesn't it? It
0: does, 100%. You know, I, my family and I, we are... believe in angels. I always have. Uh, I've always had been on my shoulder one of these shoulders i'm not sure maybe both uh keeping me safe when i was a cop and watching out for me through each one of my surgeries and through life in general so we wholeheartedly believe in angels and i think that uh i'm grateful to them on an on a daily basis i think everybody should be take the time to to be grateful for those little whispers in the ear. you know make right. sure you turn the right way go the right way yes. take the right path
1: well they've been especially busy lately i'll tell you and uh they've been activated about let's say about 20 to 30 years ago for many people because of the shift that we're experiencing now. And of course, they knew that this was coming as part of actually having a transformational experience on a global level, which impacts us personally as well. But they had an opportunity to tap on the shoulder of anyone who was listening. And there were a lot that have been listening over the last two to three decades as they've talked about this shift. And it was a horribly irrelevant topic until about two years ago. And now you can see with what's on display in our world in global events that what they've been talking about to those of us listening to them for the last 20 to 30 years, they were right on the money. They were spot on. So they have been a lot more busy than just finding our car keys and Mm -hmm. All the other good stuff that they did
0: before. Turning us down the right way to don't yes, step there, like, walk over here. <laughs>
1: yeah, they're still doing that, but a lot more of that and a lot bigger. <laughs>
0: yeah. You know, it, it's, it's interesting because when you look at the world today and what's going on and not just in the United States, but all over the world um, with the climate change and with um, hunger and with the anger and with the wars that are showing up and, everything that's starting to just compound upon each other the negativity seems to be just growing and growing and growing and and you wake up to it every day which is difficult
1: it is and and it's taxing energetically on all of us which is why the work that we do when we spread the message is really important because we have an opportunity to reframe what we see instead of seeing a world that's falling apart we see a world that's reorganizing itself Mm -hmm. because there is a pattern that's in the universe when things transform because once everything moves to chaos, then it reorganizes again in something that's a little bit more suitable. And if you could think of the analogy of the caterpillar to the butterfly. So we're in the middle of the chaos for reorganization. Now there is a competition, shall we say, which isn't really one, of who wants to reorganize this, which team, shall we say, the one that works with the light and the one that doesn't. And I can assure you the one that doesn't work with the light that wants to capitalize on the chaos, maybe even the propagator of a good portion of this chaos, they're not going to get their reorganization that they want. In fact, they're setting kind of volleying this over to the universe or to the light to actually do its reorganization. So it's all the way that it's supposed to be, but it's a great thing to have an opportunity to reframe the experience, and I would have a hard time believing it too, honestly, mm. if I hadn't been talking to the angels for the last twenty years about this and knew it was coming.
0: You know, it it's and what a journey, and and I would I would love to get into this. I I, I would like to kind of unfold your life a little bit so we can understand. I mean, you channel an angel. And there's not many of us that do that. There are there are a very select few of individuals that I'm aware of that actually channel angels. So can we um, can we unfold your life just a little bit?
1: Yes, yes. Where'd you grow up? In Southern California. I'm from Southern California.
0: California boy. California boy. Yeah. You, you a surfer? <laughs> No, I'm afraid of
1: the water. <laughs>
0: that's okay. But
1: I love being near it. I'm a beach boy, though. But just don't go in it.
0: I am. I am 100 there with you. Trust me. It's. It's. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 100. It's so nice to live near the water and to visit places where they have the water. I just came back from Brazil. They have a lot, a lot of our water there well, too. Yeah. A lot of great beaches there.
0: Oh, uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I love Maui. My my wife and I go to Maui. Mm-hmm. We love Maui. We love the island. We love the culture. We love the positive energy. When we go there, it is, it just, it uh, well, they call it ohana, and um, that's what it feels like when we're there. It refreshes us,
1: right? That's the aloha spirit. Uh, Hawaii is a very spiritual place or very conscious place, and the earth is very active and alive there. And when we go there, we feel it. There's a lot of other places in the world where we can feel a similar energy Mm -hmm. where the consciousness of the Earth is actually speaking to us or having an exchange with us. But Hawaii is one of those places where we feel it. Uh, Iceland is another place where it's very active. And so is Ireland, believe it or not. So Mm -hmm. you go to these places and you feel a similar energy where the Earth uh, speaks to you, comforts you, takes over. I currently live in Sedona, Arizona, and there's a bit of that going on with the vortexes mm-hmm. there too, but yeah. always around the ocean. The ocean does a great job of that.
0: We just, we live down the road from you. Oh, great. Long way down the road, but a little way. We live north of Phoenix, just a little bit north oh, of Phoenix. yeah. What were your parents like?
1: Very, very Christian, very strict. And my dad was a hard worker. My mom was that person who, when you encountered her and when she gave you a hug, your day and your life was changed.
0: Oh, well, those kind of. She's hearts.
1: no longer with us, yeah. But she spoke to the angels too. Oh, very cool. Only she, yeah, she, she was afraid to let that unfold fully, because she felt that it, uh, conflicted with her Catholicism. I couldn't see how, but she felt that it did somehow.
0: I, you know, I, I understand that to a perspective. I grew up Catholic. I'm no longer a practicing Catholic, uh, and mm-hmm. I know that as I grew up Catholic, my I, we were taught you know, you don't really believe in any angels except for the archangels. And uh, you know, I kind of sidestepped the Catholic religion for many reasons, but uh, I, I understand that, uh, which is unfortunate because you, as you know, it can open your eyes to so much more that's out there and so much more that we can embrace as an individual uh, to help us move forward in life and and, right. and be there for us when we need them. Um, you have any brothers, sisters?
1: I'm the oldest of six.
0: Oldest of six, wow. Yeah. So big brother.
1: Yes, yes. And the favorite uncle, too. And the favorite Apparently. (laughs) I found out Uh, from all my nieces and nephews that I'm the favorite because I'm the gregarious one. Well, there you go. Yes.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'm a middle child. I have an older sister, younger brother, Um, but I'm still the favorite uncle. So, so it works we have that in common
1: yeah yeah <laughs>
0: now I fall I fall that way because my my sister of course is my sister uh, but I'll take it yes did you go to university
1: I went to film school
0: film school cool
1: yeah so it wasn't quite a university but I went to film school in college so I was an actor for a little while and I'm still a filmmaker at heart which is you know creating content still and um I would still love to go back on set. It's very fun to play a character, but you got to remember we're playing a character right now because this meat suit is not who we are at all. right? <laughs> right. We're something so much bigger than that. But uh, yeah. that's why I guess it's so fun to switch off and play different characters. Uh, I usually get the really mean characters and I had asked why that was. And it's because, People who are, let's say, evil or maniacal or whatever, they don't act maniacal. Mm. They act nice. Yeah. You know, they'll cut off your head and then smile. They're hidden. So <laughs> I was told by all these casting directors, oh my gosh, we could have you for play all these evil characters. I'm like, no, I talk to angels. <laughs> I can't do this.
0: Uh, you will be the one that just smiles, lights it up, cuts your head off, yeah. uh, has a yeah. has a quick cup of tea, and leaves. Yeah. yeah, this works. Yeah, we have that in common as well. I have a yeah. even though I was a law enforcement officer for many years. Uh, when I left there, went back to my first love, which was film and TV, and went back to school to become a filmmaker. Actually, uh, so I love that. That's is great. When did you first notice that you? I, I won't say notice. When did you first realize? that you could uh, talk to the angels, channel angels?
1: Well, they came in in an experience. So I could share a little Mm -hmm. bit about that experience. But when I was a kid, I was a loner kid. And I remember speaking to them, but I grew out of it. Like many people who can do what I can do, I grew out of it. I got programmed, let's say, by the world Mm -hmm. around me and told that I wasn't allowed to speak to them myself by the Catholic church or whoever. People think that you're crazy if you share with that or whatever. But I had an experience and most spiritual awakenings, if not all, uh, happen from a dramatic experience, a setback, something where the ego just can't continue anymore and the higher self awakens. Mm -hmm. And there's a very good analogy between when we have a personal awakening and when the whole entire world has an awakening. So right now the world is in its dark night of the soul. But when they came in as a response to a very, very difficult situation where I had a little breakdown and when they came in, I asked for them to come in. I asked for them. I told them they weren't doing a very good job because a lot of the pieces of my life were falling mm-hmm. apart. And I was yearly yelling at them. I was really yelling at them.
0: I have never done that. <laughs>
1: have you, <too>? No. <laughs> it, it's okay to yell at them, actually, because they love us anyways. But what happens is I was yelling at them for not doing a good enough job. And mm-hmm. I said, well, you know, I, I need you to prove that you're here. And they, I felt something touch me, and I felt something speak to me inside. I felt this energy overcome me. And I felt peace, even though I wasn't at peace. And I fell asleep and... Then the next day I heard an inner dialogue, which was like, hello. So over time, of course, I could hear it. It didn't go away. But right away, they let me know that there was a reason that they came into my life. And they inverted the situation on me. They said that they didn't come to me in response to the events that had collided or exploded in my life. They said that I had actually signed up as a soul for that collision of events so that I would call on them because we would begin to work together. And I thought, work together. Ooh, how fun.
0: That's a unique, unique job uh, description.
1: (laughs) Yeah. They hadn't given me the mission yet. So I'm not sure if I would have been down if that was the case, because later they would reveal to me that I had to lose everything because I was a very successful real estate agent in Orange County, California at the time. And, uh, they told me right. that I had to lose everything in order to find my mission in this world. And I okay. did. So when the, the real estate collapse happened um, in orange County, which was where it started 2006, seven and eight uh, I, I had to, I got to see everything go all the house, everything like that. So they, they waited until, yeah, they waited until I was quite enamored by being connected to them. And they said, Hey, would you be willing to do this? I'm like, Hey, sure. No problem
0: well the, I mean, yeah like a complete life transformation reinvent mm-hmm. you had to reinvent your life mm-hmm. yeah i relate i relate to that. that's what happened when i got injured and ended up with rheumatoid arthritis and i was told to be in a wheelchair for the rest of my life and um i was for a short period of time and now sitting in the garage over there collecting dust um that's my way of saying as it, it should be back yeah. there <laughs> yeah um i had to reinvent my life and you know, because i couldn't be a cop anymore and uh, it brought me to podcasting, which I love absolutely—you know, one hundred percent—and I love the create, you know, the creativity portion of it. So, you—you you have a very unique gift that was presented to you. I think in a way of uh, allowing you to work with them like that. I think that to me, that's a gift. I, in my opinion, I think it's a gift. Do You feel it's a gift?
1: Yes, most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> most of the time. Yes yes until until it becomes challenging and so we're given some unique challenges <laughs> but yes yes for sure it's i you know especially living in today's world i don't know where i would be without them and so that's why i make every attempt that i can to bring them to people by revealing what they have to share reframing uh what we're experiencing right now i'm doing the best i can to bring angels to people when i teach them how to become more intuitive because mm-hmm. literally i want people to have that if anything at whatever level there's some times that we can have or i have peace mm-hmm. when i really shouldn't and then it's okay to be alive and expanded again because everything is okay when you have that guidance and when you have that love around you which you do just a matter mm-hmm. of tuning into it
0: well let, let me ask you this please so we can help um educate Uh, our our viewers, and our listeners as well, tell me, understand, help us understand what a channel is and what a channel does, because I've had conversations on my podcast in the past where somebody channels another spirit, somebody channels another entity type thing, had them come on that have channeled angels. So help us understand what a channel is for the new.
1: Great. Well, it's just our awareness. Our awareness is the portal for that channel. And so when our awareness is open and able to tune in or have found a frequency, sort of like a radio station is a channel. So in the old time radio, when you tune into like 104.3 or 102.7 or whatever, when you tune into a specific frequency and through our awareness, we're able to, to tune in. And it's not uncommon in unique situations where, you know, the old classic can't find the car keys and our dead grandmother, we can hear her in our ears say, it's behind the refrigerator. How'd they get there? But there they are. Mm -hmm, So once we tune into that frequency, then we can't tune out of it. It's just sort of set. And so what happens, I don't ever do what some channels do where, you know, you repeat what they have to say and, Your eyes start fluttering. I don't do what people would consider give my body over to them. I just hear them speak to me internally, and then I relay what they have to say to others. So when I do readings, for example, I'll hear things, I'll hear, and they'll give me visualizations. And I turn that craft over to them so that I'm helping people that they're healing. And I do that work among many things, even the hypnotherapy Mm -hmm. with the angels. And so I listen to them. What does this person need? When I speak to uh, on a podcast or to an audience, I go up with a prepared speech and then they're speaking to me. They make me say something else and I, I walk off, I'm buzzing and I'm like knowing why. And people are like, wow, it's like, oh, and I said, really? why did you make me write this? They said, also oh, you would get on stage. But they talked to me internally. And so it's that it's that frequency that's inside where I can hear them speak to me and hear them, them relay very distinct information.
0: Which is great. I mean, we were having some technical issues earlier and uh, we couldn't figure out a solution. And while we both were off air, um, I asked my angels to help and we came up to a solution. So here we are. Yeah. So it you know it works. I mean, obviously that's just a very simplistic example from from that perspective. But I think what you do is an amazing thing because you allow others to get closure, get positive energy, get positive answers, get something to help them move forward or get away from a negativity, which is really a good thing. What's the difference between a channel and a psychic? And, and and again, this is just to help educate people and understand.
1: I and I love doing that. And first of all, let me say one of the most vital. Uh, skills to possess or personality traits to possess in order to access this as humility. And it's very interesting because like, for example, we see TV shows where someone is like um, at the Teppan grill and all of a sudden, Oh my God, I see your grandma, you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But what's interesting is humility. So for, in my case, uh, I'll share that when I grew up, I was bullied in school. And now that I review that, I realize that it was meant to actually solidify a sense of humility. And even though it's an incredible skill, there's still I, I, there's still a sense of humility about doing this. So when I compare being a psychic, there's many ways of activating that channel of inner knowing. And really, once you actually open up to awareness. There is only a field of oneness or unity there. You and I are the same field of energy, only perceiving ourselves in a different body right now. And one of the things that's happening on this planet right now, even though it appears to be opposite, is that humanity is experiencing the end cycle to that perceived division. So they have to go to the deep end of the pool and experience the, uh, hugest levels of division to realize that, that we're not divided. However, when we're at that level of awareness, there is only unity. So whether we're communicating with St. Francis or um, our grandmother who's passed away, Archangel Raphael, or one of our angels, there is only a field of unity. And so a psychic, maybe, who doesn't work with angels or spirit guides or whatever, can also be working with their higher knowing, which is still connected though, in some way to all of that. So it's literally just a matter of how the the person in their craft frames their relationship with the gift.
0: That makes a lot of sense. Thank you for helping us mm-hmm. to understand that. Um, I believe that the universe is is in totality, that we all are connected to the universe. We just have to open ourselves up to being connected to that universe. And that um, we're all as human beings connected, and that we just need to be available for that. And unfortunately, uh, uh, I I just smile when you said about the deep end of the pool, because I think we all got just thrown into the deep end of the pool um, in the last couple of years.
1: We don't have to swim over there, and that's the cool thing. We get to hold the space for that unity. And we do that when we get into an expansive state. Mm -hmm. You know, the angels have revealed to me about how when we're in a contracted state, then we're just this meat suit we're our human and we're so limited. but the more that we expand, we are part of that totality, which is why it feels so good in our mm-hmm. heart. I just mentioning that feeling, we can all relate to it and then the way that I say it, it's like that's our real self our real self isn't the person that can go in and out of expansion and contraction. Our real self is that expansion and our facade self or the actor that we're, that we are in this lifetime is that contracted self. And so we get to experience going back and forth into each of those and get to, uh, be the awareness. But when we get into that, uh, expanded state, we get to hold the vision for what's to come. And the only way to have the breakthrough that's coming for the new earth is to have the breakdown that we're in the middle of. Maybe even the beginning of the middle of, or the middle of the beginning of it, or something Somewhere like that. So, <laughs> there's more to come. Yes. <laughs> yes. And so that's why, you know, all these things that were taboo to talk about, suddenly everybody's extremely interested in that.
0: It's almost overwhelming. Uh, the things that have opened up and the doors that have opened back up again and things that are coming about from a negative perspective uh, it, it I mean my wife and I meditate every day and you know we, are, uh, we go to bed grateful every night for what we have and the roof of our head and the food in our stomach and for our kids being healthy and you know we are grateful every day and we make sure that we reach out to the universe and to be grateful because waking up each morning to the news, that we see you know we've tended to, to stop doing that we've we've kind of turned the news off for a little while just to kind of get a break from from being that way because we're both very positive individuals you know it wasn't always that that well you know that much i i i'm a human being a meat suit like you said and i think i i love that
1: <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> yes
0: it just i have so many things running through my head <laughs> with that terminology uh we watch a show called resident alien and uh it's oh. got, he, the guy that plays that um Tiddick, i think his name is titic he's a comedian that is just brilliant at playing that part and um basically he that's what he calls it everybody meet suits because oh he's an alien but he's he's pretending to be a human and he's going, you know, I can't believe I'm wearing this meat suit, and you know, I'm having to wear this meat suit to hide in and blend in with you meat suits.
1: So, so he's shape-shifted or whatever. So. Yeah. Yeah, and there's a lot of discussion about if there's uh, really people like that in our know, <laughs> current world that may be able to have that ability, and why wouldn't there be? Why couldn't there be? It's possible, right?
0: 100% I agree with you. Yeah. It, it, yeah. And that's what makes the show really funny. And, and, and I mean, it's one of our favorite shows. It, because of the realistic aspect of it and the possibility of it is like, wow, that really could be. Um, I wanna go there and talk to him. But we know he's an actor, so it's okay. I still wanna talk to him. He's a great actor. But anyway, we'll get we kinda got a little way there. Uh <clears throat> What's it like to channel an angel? I mean, I, you, you kind of mentioned, and I've been noticing when you talk about doing that and getting those messages, your eyes, you know, for those of you who are listening to this podcast and not viewing it, um, your eyes light up and your face lights up and you have right. a little glow about you and you got a smile, a genuine smile. So it's got to feel good.
1: Well, like I said, in that expanded state, that's who we truly are. And, you know, I hear feedback which through humility, I'm going to reveal this So people will say, oh, you know, I love your energy. Well, I acknowledge that energy is the divine, that great expanse that's just coming through you. And so what is it like to actually connect with them is to feel connected to that constantly. And it's very interesting, especially when we shift from a difficult situation or a challenge right into the solution. And all of a sudden we realize, wow, there really was no edge of the cliff to begin with. And so there is that, like when you go into meditation and all of a sudden you go into that expanse and you remember, wow, I'm infinite. I always have been, and I always will be. And then you remember the infinite timeline of creativity that's in front of you and all the possibilities. And then you start, just being in that expanse, which is what gratitude is, and then magnified in your meditations. And so that's what it's like is literally remembering that we're part of something bigger and that there's no boogeyman that can come and get us. You know, there is no, there is no, you know, collusion of people that Mm -hmm. can take away, you know, what's really real.
0: That's amazing. From us. Yeah, that's yeah. brilliant actually. That's very brilliant, very brilliant. Um I'm going to backtrack just a, just a, a moment because in my notes I had uh and I'm not sure where this fits. I you said that um uh, uh, the bio that you sent me um that 20 years ago during a spiritual awakening something happened. You you had done like reestablished a, con, a communication. Mm-hmm. Was there a break in between all that that caused that that reconnection or having to cause that reconnection?
1: Well, it's just the, uh, we want to fit in, don't we? Always. You know, when we're kids, yep, always. teenagers, I had a horrible time fitting in. And I think what happens is you just sort of get involved in the world. And I don't want to say get lost. You know, we're at a time in history where kids are revealing their gifts right away and the type of parents that they have encourage them. Yeah. which is great. And when I grew up, that wasn't necessarily that time to hold them when I was in my teens and 20s. Yep. And besides, in my particular case, my life path was to experience the world from that sort of 3D
0: mm-hmm.
1: sense, if you like that terminology, which is mm-hmm. got to go make that money, you know, got to do the best I can, got to experience all of these interesting limitations and experience those limitations. And then also it's like, okay, we're done with that. In their world, so you got to go live life, but you got to have it for a framework, especially, you know, to do this work. Even though I communicate with the angels and I have this ability to empower people to overcome obstacles, I have obstacles myself in my own life, right. live a human life, right? And so, what's interesting is that that makes us even more relatable as well,
0: right?
1: Um, because, in a way, Gives us a, an interesting insight. You know, I had a conversation with a friend today, and uh, the parameters around, you know, the way things are economically right now, there are some people who are really squeezed. Yeah. And I've been that way before. I've had that experience where I've been really squeezed financially. And I can relate to what that's like to feel that way. And I had an opportunity to switch her perspective and help her open up and see some solutions right. that plus also reclaim life and go into that expansive state. But what's interesting is that that in-between zone, and I don't know why this reminds me of this, but it's almost like when people wonder about those missing years of Jesus and, mm-hmm. you know, did he have to go participate in the world as a human could it be so that he could actually relate to the human beings that he was uh, yeah exactly
0: yeah very good theory
1: yeah i mean i
0: think we all we all go through that i think those of us i mean i grew up in a dysfunctional family my parents both were alcoholics um i watched them party all the time my father tried to be a good father um so he wasn't abusive to me or my my brother or my sister in any way uh, other than making my sister smoke a whole pack of cigarettes because she got caught with one which you know that was the old days <laughs> yeah so we're gonna teach you a lesson you get to smoke all of yeah. these and and then we'll see whether or not you want to keep doing that um never get away with that these days uh it, but you know it he but he had um issues he had uh a disease he had uh, problems. So he died when he was 39 years old and uh, of cirrhosis of the liver and uh, esophageal cancer. And I haven't, you know, I kind of lost track with him. Never really lost track of him, but uh, I, from the age of 15 to the age of 17 when he died, me, 15 to 17, I didn't have much contact with him because, because his brother came and picked him, took him back to, to Pittsburgh. Um, and the only reason I say this is because it is during that time period, it, those things define us. And, you know, like you said earlier, you kind of go, okay, well, now I'm the man of the house. Now I have to go get a job, and I went and got a job at 15 years old, because I thought I had to contribute to the family to help my mother survive, and my brother to eat, and my sister had moved out of the house already. You know what I mean? So it, it defines mm-hmm. you, you know, you, when you get put within certain circumstances, and you kind of go, okay, well, this is what life is. I have to go to work, I have to do this, I have to pay these bills, I have to, you know, uh, can't have any fun, why, because I'm working, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I need to make money, I need to make more money so I can take care of my mom, my brother, you know, it kind of, it defines you, and you get caught up in that, I think. And as things progress, even when I became a police officer, it was, okay, I was a regular cop, street cop, and then I wanted to be a master patrolman, then I wanted to be a sergeant, I was on my way to take a lieutenant's test before I was kind of sidelined. <laughs> Got a little angry for a little while, but I understand why now. It took me a long time to understand why. I was for you know put in a position to reinvent my life. Right. But it, I think, I think that the universe puts us where we're supposed to be, you know, and and has us reflect back on how life really should be lived. Um, mm-hmm. I think there was a benefit in 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 regard to um, COVID and everything shutting down and everybody having to work from home. Um, My wife got to work from home for almost two years. And we stopped and took a breath and realized, we went out, you know, she drives to work, you know, you know, this Phoenix traffic. I'm Mm -hmm. sure you've come down to Phoenix. Um, It is like nuts. I was a traffic cop, okay? I've never seen anything as bad as Phoenix drivers. Um <laughs>
1: yes. Four, yeah.
0: 45 <laughs> minutes
1: in California, but anyways. Oh, yeah. It's
0: amazing. Um 45 minutes an hour to get to work, frustrating. You know, then spend 8 hours at work and then 45 minutes to an hour coming home and exhausted from all of that. She got to get up, we got to go out on the back patio, we got to listen to the birds and watch the trees grow and have a cup of tea and meditate and the dog came out there with us and it was great. And then we'd stop watching the news and instead we were doing that. Then she'd get up 30 second commute to the front room for her office setup. It was fantastic. And I've had other conversations about this. Who's to say that wasn't the way life was supposed to be? Sure, you got to work. Sure, you have to pay bills. You have to put a roof over your head to put food in your stomach. But you, you also got to remember that life is precious and you should enjoy well, it.
1: Yes. Well, one of the things that, that occurred, and I will tell you this, and this is where it's really great to have constant content with angels is that in March of 2020, when all of the governors went on and announced all this sort of United shutting everything down strategy, I went home and I asked, I could feel the energy and I asked the angels a few questions. They gave me a few answers. And the first thing they said to me is that do not refer to this as the name that the media is giving it, which is the word that rhymes with mandemic that starts with a B. Gotcha. They said instead call this an ascension portal because what will happen as a result of this is that people will have their spiritual awakening and those who are awake will become more awake And this will accelerate the Great Awakening. Mm. This event will accelerate the Great Awakening. And two years later, and doing this work, I can honestly tell you that it has. Because there's a lot of people who are awake right now, consciously, spiritually, and can see the bigger picture of connectivity, that the Earth isn't the limitation of all that there is. That they're conscious beings Mm. that are observing themselves as a human on a planet. And... The, the amazing shift in values. Even though I worked in the entertainment industry, I have never understood why uh celebrities are treated like gods. Most of them aren't very nice. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And with now that. all of a sudden, nobody cares about them anymore. And so their influence, they're losing their influence as it should be because there's no reason for um, anyone just because they happen to get to play a character on a TV show should have that kind of influence over others or that people Mm -hmm. should give their energy away to that person when they're a sovereign, amazing being that is every bit as amazing as that human being that happens to be labeled a celebrity. And so there's this amazing shift in values. There is a great big group of people who are really seeking unity right now. And there are some that are still playing in the deep end of the pool of division, but the unity is very beautiful and it's full of love. It's full of expansive love. It's amazing Mm -hmm. that's coming in. So we get all of that because of the ascension portal, uh, as the angels call the last two and a half years. The ascension that's portal. That's a nice
0: way of putting it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's it. a nice way, but well, you know, they, well look at all the, what, what do they call it? I think uh, like 1.8 or 1.9 million people left their jobs and decided that I don't want to do, I don't want to play this game anymore. Uh, life is more important to, to be able to spend time with my kids, my husband, my wife, my boyfriend, my girlfriend, you know, it, it was much more important for me to spend time with my the people around me and to enjoy those around me than it was to put out that energy by spending an hour driving to work and eight hours in a little cubicle and listening to everybody else complaining and griping and stuff like that. And then, you know, another hour and a half fighting traffic coming home. They went, you yeah, know, there's something more to life. and uh, And I appreciate that.
1: There is that. And then there is also answering our calling. What is our calling? Because our calling is so much more spectacular than being a cog in a, in a, in a great big uh, conglomerate of corporation that someone else owns. So we have these amazing talents and gifts and it's not meant to be, um, Coordinated in that sense. In fact, we're seeing the limitations of it now because everything became centralized and now we have food supply issues or all these other things. And we were talked into all of this uh, accumulation, corporation, and all of this because it would make things better. And it actually is gone way the other way than when we had our separate communities and got food from our local farms or whatever that was, right? Yep. And so also the lack of ultra-meaningful nature of really actually having a genuine purpose and a calling of something to do. Now when all of this stuff is buckling and there's no sta- stability in it, everything's been destabilized. So now there's no reason to stay attached to that because mm-hmm. before this people would stay attached to something that didn't suit them just literally because it kept the money flowing Mm. and, you know, kept the Ferrari payments going or whatever. And as long as that was going on, then they could stay complacent in that. But now all of a sudden that it's been destabilized and you can't count on that kind of thing. Now everybody wants to trade what was stability and really isn't there and never was for actually having their heart full of being in alignment with their calling. And for a lot of people right now, and this is to speak to your audience as well, a lot of them are still actually putting the puzzle pieces together of what that is. Mm-hmm. I know I can't go to back to work here because either my job isn't there anymore, or I can't do what I was doing before. And now I know I'm supposed to do this. I don't know where where it's meant to you know, provide for me or support me. But every day I get more ideas and a lot of people are still answering their calling despite the fact that it's challenging financial to make it. But there are people Mm -hmm. who are going to their office jobs every day and they're having challenges financially too. But the only thing is maybe they're not at, don't have that actual full heart and expansiveness from actually getting to hear some sort of guidance from their heart and being able to do something that really actually that gives them passion and inspiration to actually feel fully alive. And purpose. We all want,
0: we all want purpose in life and right. You know, a purpose purpose in my opinion, purpose drives us. We we want to be a good father. We want to be a good husband, a boyfriend, girlfriend. We want to be, you know, a good uh, child. We want to be a good son, a good daughter kind of a thing Uh, or a great uncle like you and I. Yeah, um, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) But yeah, it yeah it it's interesting because um, we, I was going to ask you about you know challenges that we have and in in, uh, in why it's important in alignment and in, in it kind of you just fell right into that so that that answered those I uh, I appreciate that part of the conversation because I think yeah. I think we all look for alignment I think we all look for what's next what's down the road um, and, and I know that we need to trust. Um, our intuition, and we need to trust ourselves in knowing that we're on on a particular path, uh, don't we?
1: For sure, and there's a a very big part of this that's powerful in surrender. So one of the stages that we're in in this collective journey, which impacts us personally, is that we're in the state of surrender, which actually alleviates resistance. And resistance is sort of that added drag coefficient of moving very quickly through this next piece, it really is. And so there is this bit of surrender that is in accumulation or in expansion right now, that's actually connecting us to that greater power that wants to create with us and through us. And so that expansion or that surrender, and then that expansion is all part of having our minds or the limiting mind get out of the way. Because with two layers. We have our mind, our human mind, and then we have our awareness, right? And awareness is definitely more powerful of the two. And the mind is constantly trying to actually hook us back into its uh, limitations. And we don't want to be there anymore. So there's a couple things that are going on. One is that there is this massive um, release going on of any of the, let's say, stored energy from past traumas. There's a lot of that that's moving on where people are reframing their past so that they can actually alleviate some of the resistance to moving into reframing life in a different way. And you're seeing it happen all around you. People are tapping, for example, EFT tapping Mm -hmm. to tap out any of the old stuff. But what's really happening is that any of those limitations that are stored in us somewhere, our subconscious or our body, are begging us to be released right now because the new vibration that we're moving into is so amazing that that would anchor us back down into lower dimensions. Mm -hmm. And so we're being freed from those lower dimensions, but somehow or another, innately, we're all getting the same memo at the same time, which is moving into this surrender and release mode right now. And we're what, and we can, if we want, watch the events unfold in the world and in our personal lives. And when we get into that act of surrender, that's when we allow all these amazing miracles to show up on every level. And I agree
0: with that. That's yeah, that's amazing.
1: Yeah. It's happening all over. And I provoke a lot of deep discussion with people. I don't ever find myself in a a, a group discussion about, um, you know, what's the latest football team is doing or whatever. But I end up like uh, always walking into or creating expansive conversations. So I really get to actually get the pulse on what's going on and what people are feeling. And of course, those kind of people that want that deep discussion seek Mm -hmm. me out as well. Right. And the universe. talking, Yeah. Yeah. Well, we live at a different level. I mean, and by the way, you know, we have two earths going on. So we're watching one the one that we're being horrified by and we're living in the other is notice how amazing and buffered we are from the consequences and seeing events is not a consequence. Seeing events is learning from those things. And Mm. the other thing that I can say to your audience as well, that might create an amazing shift for them is that a lot of people over the last, let's say 10 years were, driven to go do certain things, whatever that was. Like for me, it was going to filmmaking and acting and all that. And then it didn't quite go where I thought it was going to go. And then it's a shift. And then another shift, I was selling cars for a little bit, and then a shift and now I'm doing this work. And so a lot of people are in this sort of phase where they're answering their calling, but they're weighted down from a memory of all these other amazing paths that they took that didn't seem to go all the way where they thought it was supposed to go. Yeah, that hits. And ball. so yeah, right, with a lot of people at will. And what I want to share with your audience about that, which is an insight that the angels gave me about that, that can really be relieving. They said, well, yeah, maybe you didn't, you know, get cast as a uh a regular character on a sitcom or anything like that. You did all these things but the one thing that you did was the one thing that you were assigned to do while you were in earth, which was to awaken consciously and expand. And so all of these things have done that. And since we live in a world that is not only temporary, but it's an actual illusion. It doesn't matter what we accomplish. If we make lieutenants or whatever, you know, the You know, they have all kinds of titles in the corporate world that are really mm. funny because they all have like letters, which is the TRP representative or whatever the, the SSC reports or whatever these things are, whatever. So we didn't make it to that, but we were sent here by choice to actually go through this experience of, the experience of expansion so that we can become creators ourselves and if we've accomplished that, then we actually really accomplished our mission because it may or may not have been, you know, a star on a TV show. It may or may not have been, you know, that airline pilot's position that you wanted. You don't know what it was or wasn't. But as long as you were expanding and you got into this great relationship with all that is right. and started expanding and letting it live through you, then this next, the next level that comes after that is going to be really fun. And a lot of it will take place here.
0: Well, you know, and it's I, it's brilliant conversation, by the way. I, the everything as you're said really hits home, and I think it hits home, like you said, with a lot of people. And that that um, I, there are people around me, people within my life, in my own personal life, that have gone through exactly what you're just saying. Just to validate what you're mm-hmm. what you're t- telling yeah. everybody. Um, I'm still in the process of some of that myself, mm-hmm. um, but I'm aware of it. And before I wasn't aware of yeah. it, which is a good thing because that allows somebody to kind of work through and realize that maybe this was, I had a great time as a cop. I, and mean, that sounds bizarre to put it that way. I enjoyed my job. I was a good cop. I, Caught bad guys when I was supposed to catch the bad guys, but a lot of bad guys away. But I also was a community cop, so I took walkabouts. I'd park my car and I'd go in and knock on. I'd go in the the shops and I'd talk to the shop owners and I talked to Mm. people on the street. I'd sit on a bench. I communicated with people. I was a good cop, but maybe that wasn't what I was supposed to meant. You know, be meant to do. And it took me a long time to really reevaluate that and figure out a new purpose in my life, which brought me to where I'm at right now, where I get to to have conversations with people like you and share that message with the world and give people hope and inspiration and give them motivation and give them education, give them an opportunity to move forward in their life or overcome things that they thought they were stuck in, which I'm grateful for. I'm grateful that we connected. I'm grateful that you came on my show. And I think that we, that's a miracle within itself. I know you talk about miracle in, in, you know, some of the things that I've read, some of the things I've I've heard you on, you talk about miracles to me, Mm -hmm. that's a miracle. I think each and every day like that is a miracle. Um, how do we, um, I I guess, I, I guess I've got two questions. How do we hone our intuition so that we learn to understand, um, and open up to listen and see what is there for us coming from the angels, that will help us, you know, forward.
1: Right. So, so you want to know how to uh, hone intuition and how to communicate with the angels?
0: Well, like, how, how do we? You know, here's the thing, and, and I, I want to make sure that I that I, I kind of we can express this correctly to to everybody. I told you that I have conversations with my angels all the time. Right. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily hear anything verbally back, but they answer me in different ways. So right. I, I ask them to help this or help that, and we get the help. I, yeah. I'm great. Then when I'm when we get that help, we find something we're looking for. You know, if I'm I go through I have a disease, I have an autoimmune disease, and there are days I have a flare. There are days that I'm in pain, in unimaginable pain some days where I can barely move. I ask my angels for help, I get that. So from that perspective, I know that they're listening. So I, I want to help others understand how to hone their intuition and recognize when the angels are talking to them and how to listen.
1: Great, yes. Well, the portal to being able to communicate with our angels and to open up our intuition is peace. And sometimes we just have to choose peace and what peace really is. And it's easier to achieve than we think if we have the right tools. So again, this takes us back to the two levels of awareness and the two levels of awareness are believed to be compartmentalized in the two hemispheres of the mind. We have the right and the left mind. Our optimum state is when the two are in cohesion and they're connected with each other. So if you notice, if someone speaks from intuition, they'll often put their fingers together like this, which actually forges a connection of right and left brain. Listening to binaural beats in your earphones, that will cause your left and right hemispheres to actually forge a connection so will your meditation process your breath work your yoga whatever that's why you feel so good you feel so good because your left brain your logical mind just surrendered to awareness the first thing is to realize that we have two levels that we have two distinct levels of uh basically what's going inside between our mind and our awareness And we realize that because when we're not feeling so good, it means that the mind has sort of disconnected from awareness and it's running the show. And it's like this monkey that's in this cage with these bananas and it's throwing it at the window and it's throwing all kinds of things. That's why we call it the monkey mind. And so the the quick an easy way to find that peace again is to bring awareness back into the equation. And let me tell you something, there is no external circumstance that can outwit awareness in bringing peace. That was the beauty of that that movie, it's a beautiful life because you had someone in a concentration camp, which is almost the worst situation that could possibly imagine, but still had the ability to access awareness and make people laugh, right? So we always have that. There is no external situation that can outwit awareness, taking us back into peace. And once we're in peace and we're in that expanded state, another exercise I give people that helps them is I ask them to basically trace their focus from their left brain all the way to their heart. And when we actually put our fingers... On our heart, or even we have, we all can conduct healing energy out of the palm of our hands. We can actually send ourselves healing energy by pointing our palm at our heart. And once we do that, suddenly, without any other provocation, we start to expand. And when we become aware of that expansion, allow it to expand some more. And from that, let what shows up through stream of consciousness show up because there's a bandwidth. That we have access to it's a very narrow bandwidth when we're in our logical human brain but it's a very wide bandwidth when we're in awareness which is why for example when we're in the shower the water and the relaxation takes us into the brainwave state where we're in an expansive state that's why all those ideas come through the shower so when we do an actual practice continue to um, because if we're left to the default of just taking our shower and having our meditation then going out in the world which takes us out of that state Mm -hmm. we just have to consciously go into that state more often and once we do that we can connect with our angels and spirit guides we can connect with our intuition just become aware of what we're aware of and the more we spend time with that the more incredible that becomes Mm -hmm. So when the angels first came to me, I could hear them, but then it started to get really specific. They told me one day when I came home from an open house, go to Disneyland, which was about 20 minutes from my house at the time in Orange County. And I got there, and I found a woman who was stranded on the side of the road with her two little boys that I was able to help. Well, something already knew that they were going to need help and sent me 20 minutes of driving just to go there without knowing what I was going through there. But I could hear them tell me to do that through an urge and an impulse. And it just, Mm -hmm. the more we do it, and the more we see the feedback from it, uh, that comes back to us in our reality, the easier it becomes to expand some more with them. And that's how we could do it. The first thing is to actually just find that expanded state and just start listening. And after we start listening, what we know, at that expanded level of being, we already know it, and then it teaches us from there.
0: That's amazing. What an amazing lesson! Thank you. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that uh, I think that that would take people to a, diff- a new level. Um, maybe take somebody that's stuck at a level up a level. Yeah, um, yeah. That's an amazing opportunity to to really connect with the universe and connect with our angels because you know they're there.
1: It's and- the same key that we use. To actually lift other people up. When someone is stuck in their head or their mind or their problem, we give them a hug. We love them. We let them know that they've got it. We somehow or another make them laugh and suddenly they're lifted up. And some of us do that without even realizing it. That's how we lift other people up. The trick is lifting ourselves up in that same way. And, And that's where we get greater and greater access to this, where we're able to do this more and more is because we are literally just able to do for others the way that we can, we're able to do for ourselves the same that we can do for For others. others. We do it innately, but it's harder for us to do it for ourselves because our mind, I call it the hijacker. It comes in and goes, I gotcha. You're not going anywhere.
0: Cops, firefighters, EMTs, doctors, nurses, nurses, we were indoctrinated to take care of everybody else. That was our job. That's what we did. Mm-hmm. We loved our jobs. That's what we did. You always know, take care of them, even if we were hurt, even if we were exhausted, even though we were tired. It was always put that way. We never, we as that collective, it was very difficult to say, "Wait, well, I need to stop and take care of myself. I have to mm-hmm. stop myself and take a breath. I need to." refresh myself and move myself up a little bit before I can help you again. Yeah. And I think I think caretakers fall into that category too because when you start taking care of somebody like a dementia patient or, you know, you're, we took care of my wife's father who uh, had Lewy body dementia for 18 months and you get into that mode where you forget to take care of yourself because you're too busy taking care of everybody else.
1: Well, and that also goes into the aspect of realizing that if there's two different levels of our mind awareness and our human brain, then there's two different levels of us. There is our infinite being and our meat suit, as we had mentioned before. So technically it's the same person that's taking care of us because when we go love someone or take care of them, it's our awareness that kicks in and uses our body to do that. And when we do it for ourselves through self-care, it is our awareness that just does it for us and uses our body to do that for us, whatever that might be. And it, it's so it's so powerful to actually get into enjoying life, because that is one of the weird indoctrinations in this matrix is that you need to work and make money and then leave it behind. You're not supposed to have an experience. You're not supposed to stop and love an experience. You're supposed to actually do this thing. And it's like, no. And that's one of the things that's being kicked out of the program now, um, which is how we ascend to the new earth. Because that very, um, that very uh, destructive Trojan horse virus that's been in humanities programming about working to make money, got to work, work, work. I mean, imagine that we've worked, and I've done this before where you work 60 hours a week. And you actually deprive yourself of living life in the moment and people die with millions of dollars in the bank and having given up their life. And they're like, guess which one they would rather have. Exactly. And yeah. And so we're moving into this place where life and living it in the moment is actually the prime directive over the other one, which was the prime directive before. And this, ascension portal as the angels call it has been great at actually helping us shift those values and now making life count
0: well yeah i mean it's it's everybody all the corporations kept going let's get back to normal back to normal back to normal what's to say what we are experiencing when we had this opportunity to spend more time together sit on the back patio every morning and talk to the birds and the trees and the birds Mm -hmm. and bees, you know, What's to say that's not normal. Well, yeah, I, I I agree with you. That's,
1: and that's the vision of the new earth that the angels have given to me because, you know, there is no such thing as lack and scarcity, but the system that we live in creates artificial lack and scarcity, which is a whole different conversation, which we won't get into. But, the lack and scarcity that we experience in our mind is pure illusion. This Earth has the ability to provide for its inhabitants. If we were to use a different system to distribute all of the resources that the planet has, mm-hmm. nobody would live in poverty. And that's the new Earth, is that the, the the new there's a new system that's coming that will circumvent the one that's in place, because that one is collapsing. And as that happens, then the world's resources will be shared among its inhabitants a lot more fairly and equally. And from that will be this place where there will be more abundance. And guess what? You won't have to work 60 hours A week. Now people are working 60 hours a week just to be able to fill up their gas tank. Yeah, Before, if you worked 60 hours a week, it was so that you could save a little extra money to buy an expensive home or something like that. Now you don't even get that out of it, right? It's unfortunate. So, right. So, what happens when you're talking about framing that moment where we were able to take a pause and actually rejoin the living of life, the actual living of life, that is the mainframe, that is the default setting. And so, yes, that is the normal that will come in the new earth. And it took us actually getting to experience it to have a frame of reference.
0: That's amazing. Well, I'm I'm hoping to still be here when the new earth evolves. You
1: will I'm be. What it's supposed to be. <laughs> you will be.
0: We will be. Uh, uh, when we you get down here, I'll have to tell you something. <laughs> uh,
1: no, I mean, the angels are telling me to tell you that you will be. I am grateful for that. Yeah, you will be. You absolutely will be. Because we, in the new earth as well, we live at unprecedented levels of health because we're only beginning to access the power of our mind on our body and the origination point of energy as it comes through this hologram, shall we say. And so... It's not about stuffing chemicals in our mouth to be healthy. It's about accessing this wave of energy. And that's what we will become is healthy as a result of our Mm non-stop connectivity to the source that created life. And that will also circumvent that old system of um, actual um, sick care. And that's going to come because we will access our natural state. And from that, yes, you will be here to experience the new earth and that state of being. Yes. Well, I'm grateful
0: for that. I, I got a head yeah. start. Um, I don't do anything. I do no drugs for my body. I uh, walked out of a wheelchair when I've had, uh, well, I've had eight, op- I've had eight operations. Um, if you count both eyes, cataract surgery. But prior to that, I've got two knee replacements, a hip replacement, uh, two shoulder replacements, an ankle Uh, and my foot uh, uh, worked on and uh, I was told I wouldn't walk anymore and uh, I worked my way out of that and I really really believe what you just said Uh, I think that we our mind our body and our soul can connect together in order for us to heal and move forward and uh, I think that we have the power to do that Uh, sometimes we get a little waylaid but uh, I'm glad that you said that I'm grateful for that message I'm what for you just
1: What you just said is that you have already used the New Earth's medical system, healing system. You've already used it, which was consciousness your, through your willpower and through the belief that you would get out of that wheelchair. You accessed that portal of energy to actually heal already. That is the same exact portal that we will be constantly accessing for physical well-being in the new earth that is coming soon.
0: See, that makes me feel good. I mean, that really makes me, right from my heart, it makes me feel good.
1: Yes. It really
0: does. Talking about access, how does somebody find you?
1: Talktomyangels.com. Talktomyangels.com. I'm on Instagram at Talktomyangels. I'm not a big Instagrammer. Uh, But I am on there and can uh, communicate with you. And um, yeah.
0: And you have two podcasts. Uh, We mentioned a little little bit ago, you have two podcasts. Yeah. Um, Tell me a little bit about each one of the podcasts.
1: Sure. Well, Talk to My Angels is my podcast that is about sharing the angels' message about the new earth, how they came to me, how we can connect with them, different aspects of what they've shared with me that's all about moving us into imagining a new earth experience and earth angels international is about actually interviewing other people, other conscious luminaries who have a message for humanity, who want to share their message with humanity so that humanity can raise their consciousness as well. And begin to access the power within because everybody has a message and a story and their message and story is all part of the piece of the puzzle and Each of us has an opportunity to lift the entire world up when we tell our stories in unity.
0: Well, I will tell my audience that uh, they're both brilliant podcasts. I've started listening to both of them myself. And uh, yes, well done. I think that you're making a huge positive contribution to this world and this universe and uh, the podcast environment. Um, You absolutely uh, belong in that in that realm right there. So thank you for
1: doing both. of. Thank those. you. It was, what an absolute pleasure to meet you today. Thank you.
0: I will make sure that there are links put into the show notes for, uh, connecting with you on your website as well as both to both of your podcast. I know that thank you've you. got, uh, ways of talking, you know, connecting with you to get tarot readings and some other readings and some other help. So those can all be found on your website and I'll make sure that, uh, that's all put into place where it needs to be. Thank you. Um, This is one more thing before you go. So one more thing before we go. Do you have any words of wisdom? I mean, you've spared an immense amount of wisdom, but anything in particular you want to pinpoint?
1: When you ask that question, I ask the angels what they want the audience to know. And they want the audience to know that this is an amazing time to see what's possible. And... They want to just be there to send their loving energy to each person in the audience. So just open up your heart and receive that because it will transcend time and space so that when you're listening to this, you'll receive this message. And when you do and you feel connected to their love, then from that place, you can do everything and you can rise above the difficulty and challenge. You'll still have some challenges, but you'll find miraculous power to do that. And they say, just get ready to see miracles, not only in your personal life, but in the global situation as well. Get ready for miracles.
0: Brilliant words of wisdom. Thank you, angels. Thank and Thank you. you, Seth, I really appreciate it. Thank you very thank much you. for being on this show. Thank you for sharing your journey, your wisdom, and your experiences with us and i look forward to another conversation down the road
1: same thank you thanks for listening to this episode of one more thing before you go a unique conversation about life if you like our show and want to know more check out our website at before you go podcast.com that's before you go podcast.com tell your story share your expertise contribute to the blog